welcome to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast, where just like Grand Central, we get you where you need to be for your fantasy football team. Now, give it up for your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. Hey, what is up, GCF fam? It's your boy, Sean, here, back again with another edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. And today, we have our top 15 tight ends for the fantasy football 2021 season. Mike, talk to me, baby. What's going on? Um, Shawnee, what's going on, man? I'm chilling. We're going to talk about my favorite thing in the world, tight ends. That's right, baby. Oh, we're talking football? T- yes, yes. Ahem. Tight Ahem. ends. Ahem. I'm fucking hilarious. No, <laughs> I was going to say, bro, you should uh, go on tour with those comedy stylings. But listen, before we dive into it, this one's going to be a little bit of a shorter one, just because if you follow fantasy football for a little while, you know, you know that tight end is really a crapshoot. So we did our best. The top five kind of makes itself, in my opinion, but we did our best to give you a solid 15. Um, at least I did. I don't know uh, what Mike did over there. You can never really know. But um, we're going to go ahead, dive right in. If you've been keeping up with these podcasts, you know I give my five. Mike gives his five. We go five, five, five and just break it down that way. But before we get into it, I need everybody out there listening to this. We average pretty good numbers on our podcast. I know you guys are out there before the football season starts. And what's today, Mike? August what? Uh, I think it's August 10th. Yep. It's August 10th. We have football in less than a month. We have drafts in less than two, three weeks for a lot of you guys. You need to add us on Patreon. You need to sign up, pick a tier that's right for you, because Mike can tell you on Sundays we get fucking spammed by people. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of requests. Oh, should I start DeAndre Swift? Should I start this person? Blah, blah, blah. If you have been with us from day one, you know this. And if you need our advice, you need to go to patreon.com backslash grand central fan the link is in our bio right mike and it's on the pin tweet i believe yep it's right in our bio click on it see what works for you um if you want to go down that route sean we were getting oh, we were getting over a thousand messages just on sunday mornings alone yes and we would do our best uh, we got back to most people but you know what we're only going to get bigger from here it's going to get tougher to get to everybody um but if you guys know us, we give it our all. My families don't even know who I am on Sundays. Exactly. Anymore, so that's how dedicated we are. Mike is an absentee father during the football season. And that was on Sundays, a hundred percent. Yes. And, like, and like, other don't, days. Don't talk to me, kids. Well, Thursdays, yeah, Fridays, too, because we got to get ready for Saturday and Sunday. So. Um, yeah, so I'm never around, basically. But that's OK. It's worth it. But, but let's dive into it. Grand Central fan on Patreon. It's the only way to make sure that you get exclusive help from us all year long. It's cheap. The cheapest tier is $5 a month. I know that could be a lot for some people, but listen, when you're trying to win a fantasy football title, what is $5 a month? Okay. And and you get unfucking limited access. Trust me. Go ask the fucking guys that have already signed up. All right, Mike. Enough fucking shilling ourselves for a couple bucks. 
time to get to what the people fucking want. Our top tight ends. And this is a position, I alluded to it earlier, we both have a very... We look at it a little differently, but I do think your strategy works. Let's give our top five, and then before we break it down, I want you to dig in a little bit as to how you draft tight ends in your leagues because it is a very effective way, but you absolutely have to hit on it. You can't you know, get cute with it. You have to hit on that late round sleeper. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, take it away with your top five. All right. My top five, we'll get it going quick. Uh, number one, obviously Travis Kelsey. Number two, I'm going with Darren Waller. Number three, George Kittle. Number four, TJ Hawkinson. And number five, the rookie Kyle Pitts. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Hawkinson top five. Okay. (laughs) Yep. All right. Travis Kelsey, number one, obviously. Darren Waller as well, number two. Nice. Number three, George Kittle. Number four, the rookie, the future legend, Kyle Pitts. Love it. And number five, this is where I I hated. This was my most hated list to write, Mike. I got to be honest because I don't really like half of these guys, but we have a job to do. Number five, I have your boy, Mark Andrews, the Baltimore you legend. Lo- you fucking love him. So you bef- dirty dog. Before you uh, start to pick apart my man love of Mark Andrews, which doesn't exist. Explain to the people, you posted a blog about it on GrandCentralFantasy.com. Go check that out. But Mike's going to give you a little bit of over overview of how he drafts tight ends, how he targets them in his drafts. Yeah, so since the start of fantasy, uh, I've really taken to the strategy of late round tight end. Um, you know, the Travis Kelsey's, the Darren Wallers, the George Kittles. We love them. We all want that type of player on our team. But listen... In fantasy football nowadays, you're paying a high premium for these guys. We're talking first, second round picks on a tight end. I just don't have it in me, Sean, to do it. If that's, you know, the route you want to go down, so be it. Me, uh uh-uh, ain't fucking happening. So I'll never have those guys on my team. Wish I could, won't happen. But if you do your homework, right, if you really research, and you know what? You don't even have to fucking research. Come to Grand Central Fantasy. Talk to us. We will hit you with the fucking sleepers that you can find. You can find gold. You can find gems late rounds of your uh, drafts. And you know what? There's proof because I fucking done it. If you if you went on my blog and you looked, I snagged Darren Waller off the waiver wire late in 2019. I uh, drafted George Kittle 12th round in 2018. I drafted Delaney Walker uh eighth or ninth round the year before that all these they were all top four tight ends in the, in there at that time and I got them so cheap so um a lot of my research has to do with uh, I look for guys that are gonna get high volume in offenses that uh really aren't you know going to be in big time offenses that are talked about um as much Delaney Walker with the Tennessee Titans at the time uh you know wasn't a high passing offense uh George Kittle the 49ers weren't you know hot um in that aspect of passing yet I you just you gotta you gotta do your research folks um 
because there is always gold at the end of the drafts. There's always going to be gold off the waiver wire early on. Um, and one of the, uh, the, one of the biggest reasons why I don't go tight end is because running backs and wide receivers, you need that depth. These guys go down all the time, especially with running backs. I'm very high on just loading up at the running back position because if you saw last year, I mean, come on, Sean, how many starting running backs went down for multiple weeks? It was insane. So oh my God, it, it was ridiculous. And we, if you follow us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you do not need to hear us go into the running back debate again. But essentially what Mike said is true. I've been doing it for years too. In most cases, there are different cases where if you're in a keeper league and you already have your running back set and you want to reach on one of these guys early, like Travis Kelsey, Waller or Kittle, you're right. Go for it. But traditionally, it's definitely later rounds for tight ends. You do not want to be one of those guys that spends like even a first round pick on Travis Kelsey, who I absolutely love Travis Kelsey. As a person, I think he's a fucking cornball. As a football player, I love Travis Kelsey. I love his game. But realistically, it's all about the average draft position with tight ends. Now, yes. Tight end is thin too, like running back. So I get why some people maybe want to take it early. So for those people that do want to take it early and that are going to, no matter what we say, listen, I get it. Mike, even in your world where you're never tight end, never a tight end in the first or second round, is there a case to be made? to take Travis Kelsey, who had 1,400 yards last year, 11 touchdowns, and 105 receptions, which left him as, I'm pretty sure, the number two or number three receiver overall in fantasy. Is it that big of a misstep to take him that early? His ADP is 12, which would put him in most leagues at the end of the first round or early second round. So it's interesting you say that because I, you know, touched on it real quick in my blog about um, how I could see the dominance of Travis Kelsey, why someone would want to take him at the end of the first or second. Um, and I think we touched on this a little bit in one of our blogs at the end of the uh, one of our podcasts at the end of the year last year, maybe the beginning of this year. And I can I can see it, Sean. I can see why someone would want to take Kelsey there. And I even kind of even considered it a little bit because if you look at how the drafts fall this year, if I, if I got a running back in the first round, I got Kelsey in the second round, I think third round, there's some value at running back there. But the real reason is after the fourth round, say I got my two running backs. I got my tight end right there. You and I have talked about it. We love the fourth round, the fifth round, the sixth round, of the talent, the value, the potential of wide receivers there. Oh yeah. That's one of the only reasons why I would even consider Kelsey this year, um, picking them just because I think there's just so much value in those middle rounds for wide receivers and, you know, running backs as well too. So, I mean, if you could perfect your draft in that scenario, then I'm about it. You know, it's not that easy, obviously, but I could, I could see it. It, it, it makes a little sense to me, but I'm most likely going to stick to my strategy later on tight end. We will leave it at this as far as Kelsey goes. If you are a guy or girl, if you're a person 
that wants to go running back wide receiver. If that's your strategy, it's worked for you. You like us, but no matter what you say, you're not going to go running back, running back, running back. I would say this, fuck every other wide receiver. If you're going to go running back receiver, go running back Kelsey, if you can. It's honestly looking like, I think Mike, by the time we hit the end of the month, I think Kelsey might be in the seventh to 10th overall discussion. I I don't think teams will be able to get him in the second round, but if you're going to do that, go with Kelsey. I I feel safer with Kelsey who stays healthy over, you know, Devante Adams or one of these big name wide receivers that we all love, obviously, but Kelsey is a safer bet. Um, Mike, interesting thing here because you're a bigger, I have Waller ranked too. I think you're a bigger Waller fan than me, and I like Waller a lot. His ADP is 28th. That's around a little more than around behind Travis Kelsey. That would leave him as a third round pick for most, for every draft, really. Him and Kelsey and Waller, both with 145 uh, targets last year, but Waller had. 1196 yards, 9 touchdowns and 100 receptions to uh, 107 receptions to Kelsey's 105. So Kelsey's the better player, but I get a feeling with Waller, I, I for, for the record I'm not touching any of these guys with their ADPs this high tight end, Waller, Kittle and Kelsey, but what do you realistically expect from Waller this year in Vegas? I honestly, I'm, I really think we're going to see a lot of what we saw last year. Um, okay. I re I feel that way because who is a better, who's a better playmaker on that team? Uh, who is a better athlete than him on that team on offense? Who has better hands than them on that team on offense? He's the number one target in that offense. He's proven it the last two years and he's going to prove it again. Let's look at the numbers real quick, Sean. Only five games last year, which he scored less than 10 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Only five games, okay? He's on the field. Um, he's been the last, you know, he was a late bloomer. If you, it's interesting, you look back at his career, um, he had a couple stints here and there. I know he had some issues, I believe, with, um, you know, uh, drinking or drugs or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's gotten it together these last two years and he's been healthy. He's played in every game. That's, you can't really say that as much about George Kittle as he's been riddled with injuries a lot in his young career. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I see like a kind of like a Darren Waller, George Kittle argument more than like a Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey. It looks like Darren Waller and George Kittle are kind of like battling out for the second tight end, but I'm going with Waller. Cause you know, he's more consistent. He's the number one um, pass catcher uh, in that offense by far. And he's been a monster in the red zone, too. You take a look at his targets. 27 targets in the red zone last year resulted in nine touchdowns. And I can even see those touchdowns going up. Him and Carr have a very solid connection. Carr's looked very well, um, especially last year. Um, I I love Darren Waller, man. And, you know, like you said, I, I'm not going to have any shares of him because, you know, his average draft position. But I absolutely love Darren Waller. Exactly. And I agree. I like him a lot. It's hard for me to ever really trust Derek Carr. I mean, now he's 
like 10 years in the league probably or whatever. And it's still hard for me to be like, yes, I have this receiver and Derek Carr's his quarterback. I feel confident. You know what I mean? But yeah, with Waller, I really think it's, it's different. And let's be clear. Me and Mike aren't drafting these guys, but you bet your fucking ass we're going um, in middle of the season before the deadline making moves to try to acquire these guys through trade. You know what I'm saying? Like it's definitely these guys are definitely going to have massive value. So it's good to keep this in mind, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret, a little strategy secret. Okay, GCF fam. Listen, Mike, you wanna, might want to listen closely to this too, okay? Mm. The thing with tight ends, it's so hard to predict who's going to be consistent. Like Mike just said, um, we had fucking uh, – what the hell is his name? I always forget his name. George Kittle. George Kittle has a top tight end for years, but he gets hurt. He gets injured. Last year, his ADP was in the 20s too. It's back in the 20s, but you can't really predict it. If he's going to stay healthy, who's going to be good? So what I like to do is go off of the target share for the previous year. So I have the top 10 tight ends who were targeted the most. It's a lot of T's in 2020. Number one, we have Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller tied for first, both with 145. Number th- Mike, this list is fucking crazy, man. I don't know if you looked this up. Yeah, I, I took a look. Number three, Logan Thomas, 110. Yep. Evan Ingram, your boy, 109 targets. TJ Hawkinson, 101. The top five are the only ones with 100. Next, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Eric Ebron, Delton Schultz, and your boy Mark Andrews. A lot of the time, I I don't like about half those guys on that list, but a lot of time you might just want to be targeting guys that get heavy targets in actual real life. And it's, it's just your best bet because with a position tight end, it really is a crapshoot. Don't you think Mike? Oh yeah, absolutely. Tight end. It's gotta be the hardest position to cover, uh, in fantasy football. If you're not getting, you know, one of these top three studs. Um, but you know what? I mean, you got to look at, you got to see where all these targets are. Um, who's getting all these targets because targets equal uh fantasy parts is gonna you know it's gonna turn into you know big tie points but let speaking of targets sean i want to talk about kyle pitts because i think kyle pitts is going to get a lot of targets and it's interesting that we both had him top five in our rankings mm-hmm. uh you know speaking of targets i have right here in my notes julio is gone and that's a lot of targets that it frees up i know julio was hurt a lot last year but you know typically julio jones would be eating up targets um so that's going to free up a lot of room to Kyle Pitts. Why, why do you have Kyle Pitts so high on your list? Talk to me about him. I just think he's a guy that is going to live up to the hype. You're on the record of being a huge fan of the Falcons offense this year, even with old man Matt Ryan. I'm starting to come around to it more. I do think Wow. with Kyle Pitts, his ADP is 53. When I looked at it last week, it was – 49. If we see that slide and this is a guy that we can get in the late fifth, sixth, maybe seventh round, probably not. Depends on your draft, depends on your league size. I think, I really do think he could be a league winner. This kid was insane in college. He set up to to basically be the number two wide receiver behind Ridley. My only issue, not even an issue, because I do think he's going to 
be the guy. Mike, how do you feel about our old friend Hunter Hurst? Um, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, sorry about that. What What do I feel about? How do I feel about him? Yes, we so we talked about him a lot last year. We both liked him a lot. He was okay, but he didn't live up to the height that we thought. He's still there, he, man. He's still he's there. still there. He is still there, and he's. I think he's still going to be somewhat of a contributor. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant at all. And I I have uh, thought about him a couple times as a possible trade candidate for some teams because you know he has um, he showed some flashes of being you know, a top 10 tight end certain weeks, but I think Hayden Hurst can be definitely be a part of this offense still, um, you know, as a second tight end. Absolutely. Cause I think Kyle Pitts, I mean, is going to at times lie, line up out as a wide receiver too, Sean. I mean, yes, this is a guy that we're talking about who routinely beat sec cornerbacks last year, mm-hmm. not just linebacker safeties. This guy was cornerbacks were lining up against him in the sec. We all know how Sean feels a, about the sec. Um, Great you know, conference. big college. Yeah, exactly. Great so, conference. and he dominated these guys. So I, I think they're going to line them out, line them up, um, at receiver a lot too. Um, his upside is tremendous, man. And I try not to get too hyped up about like rookie tight ends too. Cause you know, yeah, I hype him up like uh, a guy that I have on my list, um, my top five, TJ Hawkinson. He got hyped up as his rookie. He was his big time rookie coming out and he didn't perform up to his expectations. I know Kyle Pitts is kind of um, he's on a higher level than him as of right now. So I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I put him in my top five, though, because I, I I think his greatness could come sooner rather than later. Um, and yeah, I love Atlanta offense. I still love Matt Ryan. He has plenty left in the tank. The guy throws 4,000 yards, um, easily every year still. So obviously someone's going to eat up those yards. Julio's gone. Uh, some of those going to go to Pitts. They're protecting him better too down there. Um, Kanye's in the building at the Mercedes, uh, Ben's Superdome. Yeah, where the so, fuck is Donda? I so can't do this anymore. Honestly, I, Matt Ryan is listening to Donda. Sidebar real quick. Did you see Alvin Kamara's Instagram story the other day? No. He has Donda like on his phone, like a private file. Like Come they sent him bro. the album, but not us at Grand Central Fantasy. Stop which is, holding out on us, AK. Come on, which bro. Which is disrespectful. But for real. To finish up on Kyle Pitts, Mike's 100% right as far as where they're going to line him up. Listen, I, for those of you that are old school football fans, especially if you played Madden growing up, there used to be a little thing called the left end and the right end in football on defense. Now it's all edge. It's all edge rusher, edge, edge. Nobody specifies what side. Tight end is going to go the same way. Eventually, they're going to stop calling it tight end. It's going to be tight receiver, some bullshit they're going to come up with, and these guys are just going to be classified as receivers. And Kyle Pitts, if he's not leader of the new school, he's head of the class. He's going to break out. I fucking love Kyle Pitts, especially at that ADP. Let's move on. Do we need to talk about George Kittle at all before we get into our next next five? Um, only because, I mean, the way I look at it, as long as he's healthy, me and you could be throwing to him. He's, he's going to put up numbers. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, he's done it with like Nick Mullins. He's done it with uh, C.J. Bathard. I, I can't even pronounce the guy's name. I, I mean, forgot about that guy. Yeah, and he's done it with them. Like, 
I, I know last year, you know, the injuries are obviously an issue, and that's why I definitely will not take George Kittle ever. I, I would take Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller over them, but just, just because it, the injuries are serious, it's the real deal. He He's literally almost injury-prone labeled. Yes. And, and he's played through a lot of injuries, too. He's seen the field, but... He had some issues with drops last year, and I like to see the touchdowns raised. But I mean, the guy he he's dominant. He gets it done when he's on the field. So um, that that's all I really got to say about George Kittle. I would tell everyone to pass on him at his average draft position. Like it's just not worth it. It's and definitely not. I agree. That's all I got to say. And now, um, so I know you have Mark Andrews fifth. Um, Do you have Andrews? Have, I have Andrews in my next five. All right, and um, I have Hawkinson in my next. Yeah. Five, so let's so, go. Yeah, we'll touch on them right now. Um, this is this got a little tricky for me. Oh, but yeah. then I kind of got like into it a little bit. Like you know, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking savvy with these picks. So here all we right, go. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> you're probably gonna shit shit all over me, but Mark Andrew six. Okay. Your boy Robert Tanyan seventh. Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah, put okay. some respect on his goddamn name. These motherfuckers must not know. Number eight. You're probably gonna hate it, but I don't give a fuck. Because I rock Johnu Smith. Number uh, nine, I got Noah Font. Mm. Fant, Font, fuck. I don't know. Mm. And then number 10, it's not sexy, but I'm just doing it, man. Dallas Godare. Is it Godare or Goddard? No, it's Goddard. I, I, I used to say Godare, and you were. It's Godare, bro. It's Godare yeah. now. We stick with Godare. All right. So my shit is all <laughs> fucked up, too. Don't worry. This I said I love this tier because I'm going off of ADP especially here. And I have a little – I have guys that probably should be ranked higher, but I am just a little worried. And I do want to address the Jonu Smith situation. I'm glad you brought it up because you represent most people out there, and I'm fading him not off of his talent, but just because I don't know what's going to happen. All right, so let me jump in here. Six, I got my boy Robert Tanyan. Let's fucking go. Seven, I have the god, the legend, one of my favorite tight ends, Logan Thomas. Eight, I have TJ Hawkinson. Nine, I have your fucking boy, Mike, Mike Gusecki. I am a Mike Gusecki truther. Really? We'll get really? into that. We will get into that. But I am I am the leader of the Mike Gusecki truthers. And number 10, I have the legendary top five potential, Dallas Godare. Nice, nice. Go dare. You heard it here first, folks. Go Let's dare. talk about Mark Andrews before we get into go dare, which sounds French. He's probably eating some fucking croissants right now. But you have him sixth. I have him fifth. I'm talking about Andrews. Real quick before you go, Mike, because I think I know you're not a fan. We all know you're not a fan. I'm not either. He's a big disappointment last year. 701 yards. Seven touchdowns, 58 catches on 88 targets, Mike. He was definitely a bust for his ADP. I'm still skeptical. I don't want any shares of him at all. I, you can put a gun to my head and say, draft Mark Andrews. I'll say I'm saying what's up to my grandma in two seconds. Blow my brains out. <laughs> Talk to me about Mark Andrews. Oh, God, that's awful. Um, Got dark. Yeah, so, you know what? I I. I don't like Mark Andrews either. And it's funny because in one of our leagues last year, you were like trying to push your mommy. And I'm like, yo, 
fuck this motherfucker. He <laughs> yeah, sucks. I, I don't want him. Uh, you were, but it's fine. You know, rightfully so. You know, Mark Andrews, the name. You it know. happens. But anyway, um, so but the, I started looking at some of his stats, and you know what? He was not that bad of a tight end compared to what we had last year. He finished as a tight end one in eight of his 14 games that he played in, which was the third highest percentage last season. Um, 57%. Listen, Lamar Jackson sucks as a passer. I, I you know, let's just throw it out there. Yes. It is what it is, but he is Lamar Jackson's favorite weapon. I, um, and on the record of also saying like, I, I do this every year. Like, stop trying to make like these wide receivers at Baltimore Ravens sign or draft a thing. Like, they're not a thing. They they're always not. suck. Like, it's it's just never going to be a thing. It's a lot of it has to do with Lamar Jackson. But like, oh Rashad Bateman, uh, wide receiver one potential. Oh Sammy Watkins, uh, <laughs> he's a number one wide receiver. A lot of target. No, it's no. it's not a fucking thing, bro. So let's not let's not let all these receivers scare us from uh, Mark Andrews actually being. You know, a solid tight end. I just I had to throw it out there because I'm just I'm just so over it. Every it's true, year. man. It's true. Targets targets also always don't guarantee um, production in the ball. Yeah. in the Baltimore offense, a target it when fucking Lamar throws it thirty yards out of bounds and Hollywood Brown standing in the corner that counts as a target for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. So, but I have Andrew six because he's, he's Lamar Jackson's favorite weapon. Um, he has been on the field for most of the time and he's their best red zone threat. Um, he's finished as a top six tight end the last two years. I think he's going to make it a third year in a row. That's all I really have to say of Mark Andrews. Same with me. Uh, his ADP is still too high. I think yeah. he does have a lot of potential, especially in the red zone. He picked it up late in the season last year. I think he was dealing with some injuries. If you like Mark Andrews, I get why you like him. We sign off on that. Mazel tov, great for you. Have fun, but we're not touching him anywhere. Mike, let's talk about TJ Hawkinson. So listen, when he was a rookie, I have him eighth, you have him fifth. When he I was, have him fourth. You have him fourth, excuse me, even better. When he was a rookie, I was all in, right? Yep. Disappointed. Last year, he had a surprisingly to me, when I looked at his numbers, I was like, oh shit, pretty good year. 723 yards, six touchdowns. He had 67 catches, but 101 targets. His ADP is 61. I think that's too high for the Detroit offense, which I'm starting to fade a little more. What, where are you, what makes you so confident that you put him top five? Okay. So that's fair. Those are all, you know, real concerns, you know, Lions offense and, you know, their passing attack is definitely not as strong as it was because the goat Matthew Stafford is gone. But, um, just like my top two guys are like Kelsey and Waller, like, well, not Kelsey. I mean, more Waller and Kittle. He's the, he's the best pass catcher on this team. Like it's most casual fans probably can't even tell me one other wide receiver on the line. DeAndre Swift, bro. Come on. Wide receiver. Yeah, but we're but, talking pass catchers. Okay, that's true. But I'm saying he he's probably the best wide receiver on the team. Is that fair to say? He Yes, he is. And he's probably, honestly, I'm busting your balls, he's probably better than Swift too. But I, I get it, though. I, I get, get it. it. Yes. But so, but T, 
so with that said, Hawkinson's going to warrant the most targets. 100% on that team. I think there's going to be a lot of targets, a lot of balls being thrown around, Sean. You know why? Because the Lions fucking suck. They're going to be out of every fucking game, and they're going to throw the ball a lot. That's what we love about fantasy. I love garbage time points. It, it fucking boosts up these guys' stats like tremendously. TJ Hawkins is going to eat that up. Also, I'm expecting Hawkinson to be a safety blanket for Jared Goff. Yep. Jared Goff fucking sucks, but TJ Hawkins is a big target in the middle of the field. Dump it off for seven, eight yards every time. Hawkins is going to be there. Going into his third year, Sean, I just I feel like he's going to be expected to be the focal point of that passing offense. Volume equals money. That's what I have written down right there. That's why I have him fourth. And I don't. I don't. 101 targets last year. You said it. I mean, it was come good. On. Yeah, it's it, gonna it be. Was, I think it's gonna be north of that. That ADP is still too high for me. Agreed. Agreed. And if I can get a guy like Logan Thomas, which it's fair if you don't, but do you even have him in your top 15? Yes, I do. Okay. If I could get a guy like Logan Thomas, ADP 99, who put up 670 yards and six touchdowns, which was the same amount of touchdowns as him and close to yardages, or even Robert Tanyan, who is shockingly, his ADP is outside the top 10 That's round. Gonna, That's going to change, though. That's going to change because I think that so has too. a lot to do with Aaron Rodgers. But how high is he really going to go him. up into the 90s? I don't I, that's that's interesting to find out. Let's not tell too many people about this secret right now so we get all the Robert Tanyan shares. So. Listen, because I got to tell you something. 52 catches on 59 targets for Tanyan, 11 total touchdowns, 586 yards. That's low, but when you're putting up 11 fucking touchdowns and other tight ends besides the top 3 are only giving you 5 or 6. I mean, give me Tanyan over um, Hawkinson all day, but if you're looking for upside for sure, if Hawkinson falls to you, honestly, in the eighth, ninth, maybe even seventh round, I could see you taking him because there is a little bit of a no man's land there. But honestly, man, give me Tanya. Talk to me about Tanya because you weren't really feeling him last year. I really wasn't, and I think it had to do with like the low target share with him and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, I tweeted out not too long ago talking about Robert Tanyan, how he had an 88% catch rate, which was better than any tight end or wide receiver with at least 55 targets last year. That's insane. 88% catch rate folks. The guy's not dropping a fucking ball. Okay. Nope. Um, so he had, a, and he had 11 touchdowns last year. He established himself as a red zone threat. Aaron Rodgers is back in the motherfucking building. Put your goddamn cheese hat on. MVP. Um, MVP, um, Aaron Rodgers, discount, double check, whatever you want to say. I don't give a fuck. um, His average draft position is insane right now. But yeah, to me, that's if people are smart and I know people aren't like, you know, yeah, I I don't know. It's going to drop. It's going to have to drop. You got to expect it. But I put him seventh. I man, I was I I hope those targets raise up for him, though. I really want to see it raise up. I would have put him. I honestly would have put him in my top five if he if they threw the ball to him more last year. But I don't know. That remains to be seen, I guess. I don't know if I think the targets may go up a little bit. But in this offense, in LaFleur's offense, I don't know if it really I, I think we'll see it if wide receivers get hurt. That happens a lot in um, Green Bay. But, Mike, if he keeps those touchdowns up, bro, that, that's all you fucking need. If you're getting a touchdown and a couple catches from a tight end every – from a tight end you get in the ninth, 10th, 11th round, you that that's a league winner. 
It, yep. it really is. It, it, it is. That's what makes me a little bit um, skeptical about Hawkinson with that ADP of 61. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Just Detroit, I don't know how you feel about it. Detroit really is so hard to figure out. Like, I was so high on DeAndre Swift going into this year, and I still am. But a lot of that hype was tied into Matt Stafford being in Detroit, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not down on Goff as much as everybody else in the world seems to be. It's like Goff is the new Ben Ben Simmons, basically. They're like one in the same. Everybody's done with them. They all of a sudden suck. But, I mean, Goff did go to a Super Bowl. He did put it together at least for one year. Now he could be washed up. There's a lot of guys. Trent Dilfer never lit the world on fire again after the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Brian Johnson never did it again. So I get it, but it I am a little worried about him, but we spent enough time on that. Let's talk about the legend Dallas Goder real quick, Mike, whose ADP is 97, which I like. He had 11 games last year played, 524 receiving yards, Three touchdowns, 46 of 65 yards. Mike, I honestly wanted to put him sixth overall. I really did. Wow, really? Because I like Godera a lot, and I, I am a bigger believer in Hurts than a lot of other people. I think the Eagles' offense, I want to put him in the 6-7 range. Like I want to put him higher is my point. But Zach Ertz is still on this team. What is going on there? Well, Sean, <laughs> I wanted to put him higher as well, but I didn't because of Jalen Hurts as his quarterback, and I do not have the same amount of faith as you do in Jalen Hurts. But uh, real quick, when um, down uh, when he go when Go Dare played uh, with Zach Ertz, he averaged being on the field for sixty percent of the Eagles snaps. I wrote down. Okay. When Ertz missed out, the Eagles sent. Go dare out on over ninety five percent of their offensive plays. Okay, Zach Ertz is. I I don't know what the fuck they're doing with him. That's a guy I'm kind of targeting too in the back of my head. Deep sleeper tight end option, especially if he gets traded. Everybody's um, saying he's still going to get traded, but I don't think it's happening. I don't know if it's. I don't. The Eagles are saying it's not happening. They might just be talking shit. Um. I don't know, maybe to try to get a bigger package, but I mean, he it, it, training camp is here. He's there. They want him there. He doesn't want to be there. But anyway, I even if Ertz is there, um, Godair is. He's been on the field. He's going to be on the field a lot more. Um, his numbers were drastically better when Ertz wasn't there. Um, but yeah, but Ertz is there, so that that is somewhat of a concern, I guess. Um, and I just I don't know. Jalen Hurts, man, I'm just not a believer. So I have I have him pinned though as a starting tight end, um, and he definitely has um, a high ceiling though. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. We really just have to we really just have to see how training camps pl- is going to play out. Um, we already see a lot of storylines coming out. I don't think Ertz is going to get traded. I think this team still needs a guy like Zach Ertz on it. I know he wants to go out and contend. This is a young team with a young quarterback. That's why with Godair, our boy, I think it is a little limited, but he's worth a flyer. I think the longer Zach Ertz is on this team, the lower the um, lower Goddard's going to be drafted. And if that ADP gets into the 11th, 12th, 13th round, he's worth a flyer for sure. Um, 
All right, Mike, who else do you want to talk about? I got Mike Gusecki we haven't talked about yet. Logan Thomas, we don't Let's really wait. need to discuss we'll wait. too much. Yeah, wait on Logan Thomas. I want to talk to you about um, Jonu Smith. Okay, please do. Because uh, I got a certain reaction out of you, um, you know, when I said his name. And I just, I like Jonu Smith for a few reasons. Number one, he ended up in New England. And Bill Belichick has shown in the past that uh, tight ends are very important to him. Um, he's going to an offense with Cam Newton, who severely struggled. Like Cam Newton straight up might just be done. Yes. Um, even though, you know, training camp, obviously everyone's fucking a Hall of Famer in training camp. Uh, but they're talking like Cam Newton's looking very uh, productive, as well as Mac Jones. Cam Newton has, in the past, when he's been a top-tier quarterback, he leaned on his tight end more than any other player on his team with Greg Olson. I think Mac Jones needs a, uh, a tight end because, um, like I mentioned before with TJ Hawkinson, it's like a, a security blanket, these tight ends, for a lot of these guys. It's a quick dump-off pass to them, um, and that's how they end up getting so many targets. Also. They invested a lot of fucking money in this guy, Sean. They invested more money in John uh, Smith than they invested in Hunter Henry. Bill Belichick's a smart guy. He sees something in him. The, the, I have no faith in the Patriot wide receivers. I don't care. Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, um, uh, some Nelson Aguilar, I think, is on the team. I don't know. Some fucking washed up veterans. I don't have any faith in them. I do have faith in John Smith, who's very young. I believe he's 25 years old. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of volume, a lot of targets. Um, you're going to hear his name a lot. His his past resume doesn't really speak uh, for itself too much. I feel like his numbers don't really reflect how good of a pass catcher he is, but I'm all in on John New Smith. His average draft position is like... 130, is like, 130. You get him, yeah, you get him in like what? Like the 12th round, 13th, yeah. late, late. I, he's one of those guys that um, I'm going to be targeting as my late round tight ends so last year smith had a good year right 440 yards 48 yards eight touchdowns not as much yards as as we would like to see yeah i'll just i'll i'll tell you what i had written down for smith so i had him ranked 13th and i have here johnny smith slash hunter henry who gets most of who get who starts? Who's the guy in the offense? This is my thing with them. I love both their ADPs. Yes, you're right that Jonu Smith was invested, got more money than Hunter Henry. To me, that doesn't read as much of a big deal as it could just be something like, you know, he had a better agent, basically. He has more hype around him. He has a better skill set. That doesn't mean he's definitely going to put it to the test and actually use it every week here in and out. They if it if this was just Johnny Smith in New England, Mike, I'd put him in top ten, be all about it. I think Hunter Henry is getting severely disrespected here. I think they're both gonna be in used in the uh game plan heavily. I think we're gonna see um Hernandez and Gronkowski 2.0 minus a lot of the murder and um, date raping. I don't know how anybody can be, oh my God, Jonu Smith's the guy slam dunk. When Hunter Henry's ADP is ahead of Jonu Smith, 
And there's nothing really out of training camp that indicates yet, to my knowledge, oh yeah, John or Smith, this is his job. He's going to get all the targets. This is guy. I, I think they're both going to be limited from a fantasy perspective because they're both going to be basically splitting the job. You know what I mean? I get where you're coming from, but I don't think they're going to be as limited as other people think because they don't, there's no skills, very skillful wide receiver on that team who should be stealing targets from either one of them. And I am very much in on Hunter Henry as well as John o. Smith to the point that I have Hunter Henry as well in my top 15. I think they're both going to be the main focal points of the pass uh, offense from the New England Patriots, whether it's Cam Newton or I hopefully I'm hoping for Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will be a, a lot more successful than Cam Newton in the passing game. Yeah. But regardless, I think they're going to be I, – I think it's fair to say that John o. Smith and Hunter Henry – will be the top two leading targets um, leaders in um, New England over any of the wide receivers. Listen, I, I don't think that's too crazy to say. I haven't had a New England Patriot on my fantasy football team since Corey Dillon, for Christ's sake. I mean, I, I don't trust these guys, really. I mean, I think I had some shares of Gronk here and there, obviously, in his prime, one of the best tight ends of all time. But it's like, if you're going to... With these ADPs in the 130s, Mike, go for it. Pick your poison. I think both of them are going to be good. The prediction of John U. Smith being a top five tight end, listen, put me in the camp of I have to see it to believe it. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that's just what I got to do. That's um, fair. But we'll see about that. Do you have anything more on them? Because I, I think it's just too early to tell. I think we have to see how camp progresses. I think we have to see how the pre the preseason games go. You know, I, I think it's just too early to tell. And I think there's a lot of other surefire things, surefire guys out there that we could that you could invest a similar pick in, you know? No, I I, I do get it. I just label them eighth because um I like to use my late round tight end strategy. I feel like mm-hmm. if you want to wait, if you want to build up your running back depth, wide receiver depth, grab your quarterback, just snag five running backs, five wide receivers, your quarterback, John o. Smith still might be there at the end of all that. Exactly. Yeah. And just keep, keep your eyes and ears towards training camp. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of outlets that cover training camp, especially in New England. Um, you know, pick up the daily reports, see what was going on now. I mean, they're breaking down like scrimmage pass attempts and stuff. Like, there's a lot of information out there. So, this is how you build a fantasy champion, boys and girls. This is it. You go out there, you do this type of research. Mike, do you have Gasecki in your top 15 or no? No, I do not. All right, let me just touch on him real quick. I have him number nine. I like him a lot for his ADP. He had 53 catches on 85 targets, Mike, which I was very surprised at. 703 receiving yards and six touchdowns. The Miami Dolphins have limited options. You can say if you hate Tua, he might not be the answer. He's To me, he's not as bad as people make him seem. But he's definitely not the savior they drafted at at number three. But they're sticking with him. Nobody else is coming out there. He's got a good relationship with Gasicki. I think we keep seeing that progression between the two of them. Gasicki's had uh, two straight years of 80-plus targets. 
again, if if that's the best we can do here, I'll take that any day for a guy I'm going to draft in the 10th, 11th, 12th round. Gesicki is the perfect late round tight end to fit in with your strategy of the later rounds. What has you, what makes you not even put him in the top 15? Um, I do like Gusecki. Um, I've had him in the last, in the past two years, I've had him on my team. I've streamed him. Um, he's a solid tight end. He puts up some pretty solid numbers. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, he's been a productive guy where the reason why I don't have him there, a huge reason is because of the quarterback. I don't have any faith in Tua. I think he's horrible. Um, I, I don't care anyone's buying into this training camp hype. He looked like he was a fucking lost puppy last year in the offense. Um, and also, there are a lot of playmakers uh, at the wide receiver position on offense in Miami between Will Fuller, if he even fucking sees the field, between, you know, juicing up and, you know, getting hurt all the time, which he already got hurt in training camp. But, um, you got Devontae Parker there. Um, and you got who's their other uh, big wide receiver they got over there? Um, they just signed um, or drafted. Fucking. Let me, um, let me check. Let me check. The rookie. The rookie. Um, Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah. oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like he's kind of he's going to kind of be behind all them in targets. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the um, you know top 12 tight ends. I really, cause I think he's a talented guy. Uh, there's just a lot of other guys that I like before him. I think they have um, more potential with Tua real quick. He was a rookie last year coming off some pretty bad injuries. First year as a starter. I'm again, I don't think he's going to be this generational talent. People thought he was going to be like a left-handed drew Brees, but I do think he's going to be good. I think Gusecki's going to – I think the Dolphins are going to surprise some people and uh, roll tight. So, Mike, let's ru- let's round it up with our final five. Before we get into that, Mike, there's been a lot of rumors on Twitter that some uh, fantasy football accounts out there that we all follow um, gave up uh, their med- their chance at medical school. Um, to pursue this career. So I was just wondering what kind of lucrative positions you gave up in your life to uh, practice fantasy football. I um, actually was really close to making it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. as, uh, I had a Peyton Manning-esque um, skill set, and I probably honestly could have won six or seven Super Bowls by now, but yeah. I decided to dedicate my life to you people um, and spread all this fantasy football love and cheer to you. So. And, and people don't, people don't respect that about you. As for me, um, you know, I was an astronaut and, you know, people don't like when I talk about this, but I had one foot out to get on the moon and you texted me and you're like, Hey, you want to start grand central fantasy? And I was like, Whoa, listen, I got to reconsider here. And I, I just packed my stuff up and went back to earth, you know? So for all of us fantasy football accounts out there, um, if you know, you know, uh, there's a lot of popular ones out here that are making it a little bigger than it needs to be. Um, so that's all I got to say about that. So Mike, why don't you go ahead and give me your uh, final five here? Let's wrap it up. 
Yeah, that's right. Thank you for that, Sean. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now I'm depressed because my life could have been so much better, but yay, I'm here with you. <laughs> Number 11, I got your boy. You're going to hate it. Tyler Higby. Yeah, let's go, no- bro. I have him there too. <laughs> Fucking go. <laughs> Fucking chest bump you if I saw you right now. Yeah. Number 12, I got Hunter Henry. Okay. Number 13, I got your boy, Logan Thomas. Okay. Number 14, you're going to absolutely hate it, but I just got to do it, Sean. I got to do it. Gronk smash. Oh, no. God. Yeah, I know. And then number 15, I got your boy. Um, I wasn't even going to put him on here, but you talked about him recently, so I'm going to give him a little love, Jared Cook. Okay. All right. I like that, actually. So 11, I had Higby as well, um, and I love that pick. 12, I have Noah Fant, who I fucking hate. 13, I have the Jonu Smith slash Hunter Henry situation. 14, I have one of my favorite picks. My guy, the future, the breakout star of 2021, Adam Troutman on New Orleans. And number 15, I have my hand started to shake. I think I got cramped up. I could not believe I was putting this name down, but it's more in the name of targets and the stupidity of Joe Judge and the New York Giants. Evan Ingram, number 15. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's fair. At 15, it's fair. Okay. Let's talk, though, real quick about Tyler Higby, because I thought it was interesting you said I'd hate it. I love Higby. I got right here ADP 137. That's right up my fucking alley. He's the only game in town now. Uh, You know, he had those big games, so these numbers are a little misleading. He had 44 receptions on 60 targets, um, 521 yards, and five touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he scored, like, all his touchdowns in two games, though, Mike. Mm -hmm. Why are you so high on Higby? Um, Number one, there's no Everett there. And I think Gerald Everett, the tight end who signed with Seattle, uh, was kind of limiting him, um, his uh, percentage on the field, um, his timeshare, I mean, on the field. I wrote down, I, I was on some website, I was doing some research, I was looking up some things. I saw this, thought this was interesting. From week 12 to week 17 in 2019, Everett was inactive for three games and played just four total snaps in two of the other ones. Higby averaged eight and a half catches on 11 targets. And, um, he finished in fifth in targets last year. Um, if, uh, I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. Higby, I, my notes are all fucked up right now. Sorry. Higby finished last year, fifth in targets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, after being third the year before Josh Reynolds had more targets than him last year. He's not on the team. Um, I don't, I don't even know who the fuck the third, who had the third most targets. I don't even think they're on the team anymore. Anyway, I think there's going to be lots of targets available for Higby. Um, I think Gerald Everett kind of got in the way with them. And also there's this guy named Matty Stafford who's in town who enjoys throwing the tight ends. Uh, I think he's going to look for him a lot in the red zone too, because there, that seems to be kind of a thing now with the Rams. Um, I don't think they've been very productive in the red zone scoring touchdowns. Cooper Cup kind of faded. I mean, I, he had that huge year a couple of years ago with all those yeah. touchdowns. Robert Woods touchdowns in the red zone, I think, fell a little bit last year. I think Higby can come around right there, and he has a better quarterback now. So um, I'm putting Tyler Higby as a tight end one. Um, and I believe his average draft position, I know you always have that on you. 137. Was, which is insane. 
So that's another great late round target that I think you can get right. Higby is the guy that he's the closest thing to a player that you know that you can basically guarantee is going to break out. All the signs are there. He's incredible value for where he's at. Mike laid it out for you with the target sharing and we are going to see Woods and Cup absolutely fucking eat out there. They're going to destroy. I love both of them this year. But Higby is going to be get the third um, level of targets and receptions. He just is. I think we're going to see a lot more red zone um, options for him. I, I just like Higby a lot. If I have him as my starting tight end, I'm fucking pumped. But you know who I'm not pumped if I have my starting 10 on Mike, and I think he was in your top 10? Noah Fant. This guy, I put him in my top 15 just because from a talent level, he has the talent to be a top five tight end. Last year, Mike, I couldn't believe this number. He had 62 catches, but he had 93 targets. I was shocked at that. 673 yards, three total touchdowns. His ADP is 110. They have so many people they need to get the ball to. And with one terrible quarterback and one mediocre quarterback, with Drew Locke being the terrible quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater being the mediocre one, where do you see Noah Fan? I I would rather not even play a tight end than put in Noah Fan. Oh, stop it. Oh, come on now. It's not that bad with him. He's gonna he's gonna block. <laughs> if 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 you get points for blocks, go ahead, bro. No go draft he's not. no fan. It's have not fun. that bad. Listen, have I was fun. I was big on, on Fant last year as well. Um, and he's and, fat. <laughs> yo, come on. Stop fat shaving, bro. And like, he's got diabetes. I'm a big guy. <laughs> okay. Well, that might be true, but yeah. in the first two weeks last year, he had a he had a touchdown in each game, and oh, you wow. know I was on the fan train and I was rubbing in everybody's fucking face. I don't give a fuck. After that, he had only one touchdown, so that was short lived. Um, he didn't live up to his height at all, Sean. But let's look at some positives. He had the seventh most targets for tight ends last year. Okay, <clears throat> so that you know he's getting the ball towards uh, getting the ball thrown towards him. He's a big part of their game plan. Okay. Also, he led the Broncos in receptions last year. That's not really talked about. I know he had 90-something targets. He only had 60 catches. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke sucks. That's a big part of it, number one. Oh, yeah. But he, was the, he, he uh, had the most production out of any receiver on the team over the great Jerry Judy, over anybody else on that fucking team. Um, I know Cortland Sutton's coming back. That's a problem. That is a big problem. Yeah. He's a fucking stud. You and I both love him. We both think he's going to come back and be great. That's a problem for uh, Noah Fant. But I think if Bridgewater steps in there and is a starting quarterback, he's more efficient um, than Drew Locke. You know, he's not going to uh, light up the fucking room, Teddy Bridgewater, but he's he's a safe pick to me. Noah Fant's schedule for tight ends is one of the easiest when you look at the strength of schedules for tight ends in fantasy football. He's definitely a starting tight end, Sean. He's definitely a top 12 caliber tight end. I have him ninth. Let's not let's not forget he's a he's a very young guy. I think last year was his second year in the NFL. Okay. Yes. He had Drew Locke throwing him the fucking ball the last two years. That's who he's had to fucking deal with. I'm pretty sure it's not set in stone, but in my mind, I'm pretty sure Teddy Bridgewater should be the fucking quarterback. I hope he is. I think that will help his cause somewhat. 
dude, fan. It's too. I'm not going to sell you on them. I know. I it's know. I'm too, not going to sell you on them. It's too risky. Like I don't necessarily. I see. I really hyped him up last year. I thought he was the guy, but honestly, now they have so many fights. Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Gordon, Williams, all these fucking guys. They got to get the ball to. I'm not saying that Fant's not going to be decent, but for these guys, you could basically get. Um, let me see. His ADP is 110. You could get Tanyan literally right there at 111. And I feel, I feel so much better with Tanyan than I do fan. Don't you? Oh, a hundred percent. And they're yes. literally one, one spot apart. Uh, fans 110 ADP Tanyan's 111. That's why it's like, don't even bother. Listen, if you, if you get him, if it's the last pick, and you still don't have a tight end, you really want to wait, go ahead with Fant. But listen, I'm not a fan. I've shit on him too much. I already outed him as a diabetic. Um, who else do we have here, Mike? Oh, can I you, talk you about- hate it. You hated Mike Gronkowski. Oh, we didn't talk about Logan Thomas, if you want to talk about let's, him. Let's talk about, I mean, there's not much to say about Gronkowski besides you're fucking smoking something. Um, okay, well, we'll get to that. But Logan Thomas, you know how I feel. Everybody, I wrote about Logan Thomas being a must-start every fucking week last week uh, or last year on GrandSuchFantasy.com. Literally always a must-start in my fucking articles every single week. He produced 90% of the time. I love him. I think he's a safe pick. His ADP is 99, um, 110 targets. I, already, I gave the numbers before. Six touchdowns. I think we could see an uptick in touchdowns. Came a long way. Talk to me about Logan Thomas. I like Logan Thomas. It was really interesting with him because, like, in a lot of my leagues, he was, I like granted him the waiver wire king. Like, he was always on the waiver wire, but like, he was fucking killing it all the time. Um, I think he finished as like fourth as tight ends in PPR. I think a lot of people aren't high on him either because he is 30. Maybe he's a one hit wonder. I don't know. Also, I'm a little I'm a little lower on him because Washington's offense is a little more revamped now. Ryan Fitzpatrick's there, which obviously he could benefit from, but there's some great playmakers around him where I think that's where Logan Thomas can get lost in the shuffle. Obviously, Scary Terry, we both love is there. I think Antonio Gibson is gonna um take a huge step uh, yeah. forward. Uh he's gonna get targeted a lot in the passing game. Uh, Curtis Samuel, who I love, uh, is going to be a big part of the offense. A guy that's not talked about at all, Sean, because they're saying Antonio Gibson's going to get so many um, uh, targets out of the backfield. J.D. McKissick, yeah. who is one of only two running backs who had over 100 targets last year. He's going to be a guy who's going to be a part of the offense still as well. So I feel like Logan Thomas could it might get lost in the shuffle a little bit there. I still think he's going to be a solid contributor, um, but I just put him on the outside of uh, my top 12 for tight end. Uh, I battle with him and Hunter Henry because uh, Henry, once again, is fucking hurt. Yeah. I mean, That's, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's tough with Henry. We talked about him. I mean, I, I like Henry, but I do think, I don't think he's ever really going to find the end zone. Um, Logan Thomas, I just think, is that safe guy. I, I think I put him in a tier like I had him seventh, so I had Tanyan sixth. I think they're very similar. I, I like Tanyan better, obviously, but I do think Logan Thomas, TJ Hawkinson, Robert Tanyan, 
um, Mike Gusecki, Tyler Higby, those guys, you they're like set it and forget it guys to me. You're going to put them in your their tight end spot week one. You're only going to move them out for their bye weeks. I think they're all going to be relatively healthy, and I think they're all guys I'd love to have on my team. Hawkinson a little bit with the ADP. Hopefully that goes down. Um, Mike, before we get into – Adam Troutman, because I do want to talk about him. Talk to me about Gronk and, you know, how you hit your head this morning to put him in your top 15. Um, okay. Do you know where uh, Gronkowski finished last year at tight end? Uh, no, but I know you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually do. And it's fucking eighth as tight end. Oh, okay. And Gronkowski, he got off, you know, he, he got off to a slow start last year until – you know, and then he eventually fucking picked it up. Buccaneers picked it up. Um, he picked it up to the point that he had seven to seven touchdowns last year, which I think is pretty good for a guy I have ranked as the 14th tight end. Um, Gronkowski, I don't know if you know, he's had a habit of scoring in the red zone. Like in the red zone, he's been pretty productive in his career. I'm not sure if you know that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, he also played a full season last year, which is like the biggest stat to me. The guy played in every fucking game, probably because they limited him a lot and he wasn't on the field a tremendous amount, but he was on the field enough to finish as the uh, number eight tight end in all fantasy football. I'm not crowning Gronkowski as a starting tight end. I will. Uh, he's average draft position alone. I don't know what it is, but I know it's at somewhere where I will not have him on any of my fucking teams. His but ADP I, is one twenty five, so it's pretty reasonable. Really, I'm surprised because yeah. usually everyone has a nut for Gronk smash. Exactly. But, but um, so I mean, listen, if I need a streaming uh, streaming tight end option and Gronkowski's out there, there's a good chance he's going to score a touchdown. Brady and him obviously have chemistry. That's why I have him fourteenth. So to me, Gronk's Gronk ceiling is pretty decent for his age and like his physical health. I mean, the guy's only 32, 30. Oh, he's 32. Um, so I get it. But to me, he his floor is way too low. Um, he's touchdown dependent to me. I think there's a lot of other guys out there. I've been naming them all fucking night that I'd rather have um, in his first five games he didn't have a touchdown we saw games like uh in week one two receptions week two zero receptions uh six in week three only one in week four only three in week five i I mean he never had more than six receptions and he only had six receptions twice all year you're right that he played um he also didn't he also didn't play the year before either so i think him coming back up. slowly and his snap count was very low. I believe, you know, they wanted to bring him along slowly, especially considering his injury history as well. No way that ADP stays at 106. Yeah, I'm no way it stays at that. I think we see him coming up to the seventh and eighth round, and that's when you see me not fucking drafting him. All right. Yep. Let me get to the steal of the draft, the absolute oh, steal. The oh, Trout God. man, the Trout dog, Adam oh, Troutman, with ADP at 181. Last pick level, Mike. You might even be able to pick up this stud in the free agent pool after the draft. Now, am I hyping him up way too much? Absolutely. Yes. But, Mike, little little uh, nugget here for you, okay? Like Has to nuggets. do with our boy, famous Jameis Winston eating Love all him. the crab and not 
paying for it at all, okay? Jameis Winston, here's a little stat for you. Since entering the NFL, famous Jameis Winston has the fifth best passer rating when targeting tight ends. There is no other tight end on this roster that could be at the level of Troutman, in my opinion. He's got the athletic ability. I love his ADP. Do you even have anything to say about Troutman at all? I do. I have him 16th. Okay. Okay. I had him. Um, he, he's the odd man out. That's not bad. Um, no, it's not. And, you know, I, I'm I'm all about these type of guys, obviously, because, you know, I like, you know, the deep sleeper, the late round tight end picks. I'm just not all in on it. I, I haven't seen enough. I haven't heard enough. I just all of a sudden, like Troutman, he just like came out of nowhere and he's like a thing now. It's like a trend. Yeah. Um, the, the reason I have him 16th is because there's no Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans this year, the number two wide receiver for the Saints last year. There's no Jared Cook, the starting tight end last year. Mike Thomas is hurt once again doing Mike Thomas things. Where are the targets going in New Orleans? Okay. Trout dog. Possibly, yes, possibly. But I, I, I don't know. We haven't seen enough of him. There's not an, uh, uh, you know, um, I, I just don't know enough about Adam Trauma. He literally just like came out of thin air, I feel like. like okay, that's fair. No one, like, I don't know. Like, he just fucking... Virgin Mary dropped him off for, you know, like I, I never heard of him before. And I don't know. I don't know enough about him to get all hyped up. Uh, you know, I've researched him, but he just hasn't played enough. And I just, I don't, I I'm being dead honest. I don't know if he's any good. I think he's going to, he has potential to get a lot of targets and stuff, but that's the only thing I really can say about him. He did play 15 games last year, believe it or not. Yeah. And he had like 10 catches, right? I don't even see if he had any catches, straight blocks. But no, he, he had uh, 15 catches last year. 15 catches, even better. <laughs> this guy is setting Crowd it dog. up. He's setting it up. It was the calm before the storm. But it only it only matters if famous Jameis is starting, okay? That's, that's the only thing. This is null and void if Jameis is not starting. So Taysom Hill, it's if Taysom Hill is starting, he's number forty tight end. Right? If Taysom Hill starts, I honestly think it's okay to say Sean Payton's racist. Okay, I'm gonna put it out there. Cancel Sean Payton the second he makes that because he because listen, if you put in Taysom Hill, it's clear he hates black people. Because he doesn't want to see famous Jameis eat his crab legs. He doesn't want to see Alvin Kamara be relevant in fantasy. And he cl- he already hates Michael Thomas too. This guy hates all these guys. Ran Adrian Peterson out of the town. Sean, this is the one thing you can do to redeem yourself in the eyes of the fantasy football community. Start Jameis Winston. Where am I wrong, Mike? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not. I I just I I can't fathom why Taysom Hill would be the guy he feels to lead this team. Like he sucks, dude. And they paid him all this fucking money. I don't get it. Let Jameis Winston do what he does best. Just fucking hurl the ball down the field, not knowing who the fuck he's throwing to. We need that in fantasy, folks. One thousand percent. I could not agree with you more. Who else do we have? I'm di- I'm tired of talking about racists. 
Um, let me see. I have Jared Cook. I don't really want to touch on him much. I'm not crazy about him. He's still producing at 34 years old. Um, he's in one of, I put him, I put him there, Sean, you talked about him recently. And the only reason I put him there is because I am in love with the chargers offense, like literally Mm -hmm. about to leave my wife for the chargers offense. Um, I, I just think he, you know, he's good enough to, um, get six, seven targets a game some touchdown upside. He's probably going to be a solid streaming option with Justin Sherbert over there. Um, That's why I put him in there. I think we touched on all of my guys. I'm looking right now. Oh, if you want to touch on Evan Ingram real quick, the floor is yours. I mean, we just know what we're getting with Evan Ingram. The Giants are going to be so bad this year, okay? I need everybody in the world to understand how bad this offense but is going to be. Saquon practice. Sa- yeah. Sa- dude, Saquon, literally they're like, oh, we took the training wheels off Saquon. He walked the track today. Like he's <laughs> so not ready for this shit at dude, all. Dude, his quads though. Quads, bro. If I see another stupid, listen, if you made it this late in the fantasy, uh, in the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast, congratulations because we're fucking going off the rails okay yes yeah, you crazy. know me and mike hate 95 percent of these other uh fantasy football accounts on twitter if i see another one of these fucking assholes who have no real life put a picture of fucking saquon barkley's thighs up there like made photoshop to made them look huge and be like oh here's an update on saquon bro he fucking sucks he gets her all <laughs> The time he's going to get hurt again. The Giants are going to be down in every fucking game. He's not running. Dude, his quads, though. Give me a fucking break. They play Denver. They're going to lose in week one. And then they turn right around and go to Washington on a short week on Thursday. The Giants are going to be 0-2 before they can even fucking blink. All right. So Evan Ingram, he gets heavy targets. They fucking love him. He's still really young, Mike. I think he's like 24, 25. Yeah. I, if I'm Giant taking fans him, love him still, too. Of course they do, because they're fucking delusional. His ADP's 118. Shout out, Eric Roman. Shout, shout out, E-Rome, former contributor to the podcast. Um, listen, I don't like Evan Ingram, especially he had 63 catches on 109 fucking targets. Like, holy shit. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones is terrible. Their defense is overrated. I like Kenny Galladay, but this is just going to be a bad team. I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time targets for Evan Ingram. I mean, do you have anything else to add to that? No, man. I'm just, I don't know. He gets hurt all the time. Um, Fuck Evan Ingram, dude. I mean, there's all these Evan Ingram truthers out there every year, and same thing always happens. You know, he gets hurt. I mean, he gets targets and shit, but I, I don't know. I'm over fucking Evan Ingram hype. What I really want to talk about is actually, Sean, I just want to give a couple shout outs real quick. Please. To our boy, um, Jake. Jake, you're the fucking goat. Yeah, Jake. Our number one it. follower. You've always been there for us. I know Jake's still listening to this podcast right now, so shout out, Jake. Shout out, Dozier, and shout out, Jerry. McDermott, um, a couple of our Patreon followers. Um, just want to give a quick shout out and tell you guys we love you. We're gonna, um, you know, keep giving it our all to you. I'm honestly so proud of you, but also shocked that you didn't pronounce Jerry's name as like Gary or something. I was gonna say Gary, but last <laughs> I, I changed it. I know you, bro. 
Sorry, Gary. I, I, I know that sounds. It's definitely Jerry. But yeah. we just lost him now. <laughs> exactly. Shout out the GCF fam, the real fam. You made it this late. Our short podcast was supposed to be what? What was that thing? Probably forty-five minutes. It's our fucking longest. One. It's going to be one of the longest. Love ones. Love it. You're listening to this. We put it out on uh, Wednesday, August 11th. It'll be out. So make sure you go stream this shit. GrandCentralFantasy.com, Grand Central Fan on Patreon. Go subscribe so you can make sure that we help you win your goddamn fantasy league. I gave up being an astronaut for this, okay? Yeah, you, he certainly did. Love you guys. Peace the fuck out.